Blog Talk Radio. You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. All right. Well, welcome back, everyone. Our first show of the new year. Hope everyone is off to a great start for 2015. Today is Thursday, January 8th. I'm Alan Smith along with Donna Smith, and welcome to the show in association with AskTheTrucker.com. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, our call-in number is 347-826-9170. And uh, for our program this evening, we would like to ask the question, what do you believe is in store for the professional truck driver for 2015? And what will be the major top issues to face for you, the driver, and as well as for the industry itself? We all know that the uh, industry is constantly changing, and it has seen uh, some major changes over the past few years. But how about 2015? Is it going to get better for the professional driver? Is it going to get worse? I mean, so I mean, what do you think? It would be uh, it'd be curious to note how the list of top issues among drivers in the industry would differ if placed alongside each other. So I mean, in my opinion, the the top three issues of the industry uh, could be uh, one the truck driver shortage, which we all kind of have our own ideas about that. Number two would be government regulations, and number three seems to be the uh, state of the U.S. infrastructure. On the other side of the professional trucker, the top issues could be uh, driver wages, uh, regulations, and we're seeing and reading and hearing a lot about driver health, but could that only be because of the health regulations that have been coming down the path, the path in the uh, last couple of years or so? And then again, if you throw in the approximate one million owner-operators out there, uh, their number one issue uh, might uh, most likely be freight rates, although Many independents are seeing rates rise and report that they are doing pretty good now. So, um, But how far across the board does that go? There is still the age-old problem of cheap freight out there. Either way, what do you think? And uh, Donna, everyone will have their thoughts on the top issues facing truckers in the industry in 2015. You have your list ready over there? Well, I have my own opinions. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh boy, isn't that a surprise? <laughs> Why don't you just come right out and say, Alan, you're wrong. Just let me take over. <laughs> no, no, I just have opinions. <laughs> okay, well, all right, then our number, if you'd like to be a part of the show, 347-826-9170, our program this evening, Trucking 2015 Open Forum, and it's all coming up next on Truth About Trucking. You're listening to Truth About Trucking live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back.
Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here, and I want to tell you about TCRG Consulting. TCRG is a division of Transportation Compliance Resource Group, and with over 30 years of compliance and regulatory training and consulting, they are the company that can help you from the very startup of your new trucking commercial business to keeping your company compliant and up-to-date on the ever-changing federal motor carrier regulations. Their goal is to help their clients to comply with the FMCSRs. TCRG Consulting makes your DOT compliance easy and understandable, and they work hard to prevent interruption of your daily operations. So if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. Their services include obtaining DOT numbers, obtaining operating authority, new entrant carrier setup and training, driver qualifications, driver drug and alcohol training, maintenance records, CSA carrier reviews and counseling, data queue filings, plus a whole lot more. So for more information, go to their website at tcrgconsulting.com or email them at regguy at comcast.net. You can get a quote or ask an online question. So remember, if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. TCRG Consulting, information and assistance to help you comply. Check them out, tcrgconsulting.com. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Trucking 2015 Open Forum is our program. And uh, what's in store in 2015? What are the major issues that you see as a driver for drivers or for the industry? That's kind of what we're uh, picking about this afternoon. And, Donna, you said you had your own opinion. Well, you know, I I find that um, driver image seems to be a huge problem right now. And I see more and more drivers uh, uh, posting on Facebook about it. And, you know, it, it, it'll, they'll start with, you know, the way um, the, the, the parking lots, the trash in the parking lots or uh, things like that, and how, how that can all be turned around. 
and what to do, and they all have their ideas of solutions to improve driver image. Should the carriers be more involved in the hiring? Does it correlate with pay? Things like that. So uh, I noticed a lot of drivers are, are are starting to to talk more about it, and there's a lot of drivers taking videos of of the things going on within the industry of other drivers and posting them, which is making you know some people. Um, angry but on the other hand you know other people are glad uh it's like policing policing your own you know instead of getting all the time government involved or outside involved you know to police your own so anyway driver image is uh, a concern that i see that the drivers have um you know and just all the other things you said the regulations and um my of course everyone knows that my big thing is truck driver health um and we've had quite a few shows on it, and I think 2015, uh, I think we're going to have a lot more because uh, there. If, if you look at Facebook, and Facebook kind of is like a trending type of thing, <clears throat> you see more and more health groups popping up, people concerned, people wanting to know how to eat, what to eat, and I, you know, I just, I just want to say there, there was a post, and I, I won't say the you know where it was posted or who posted and I kind of felt bad for the woman that posted it and uh, what it was she was writing about how you can stay away from fast food on the truck right and still be able to you know eat plentiful and she didn't say healthy or anything but you know how you could get around just making your own meals and this and that and you know truthfully the the meals they weren't healthy cuz a lot of it was processed and i know a lot of people really got honor about it and i know we were we were discussing it and uh you know we agreed that hey if if you don't know what to do then you just post what you can you think you're helping people and i think these are the people that you know, we want to bring in, and I know she was really criticized hard and heavy on that on that article. Um, you know, a lot of it was like, you know, well, you can go to Walmart and pick up bags of ribs, and I can't think of everything, but, you know, it was stuff like that, and cook it in your crock pot, and it's great, and it's filling, and, you know, all that, yeah. you know, da-dee-da-da. And she's right. And, but, you know, and then everybody said, yeah, it's all processed, and and it's bad for you and high salt and and that's all true it is all bad for you i mean you know we don't we don't hardly eat any processed food uh in in the house here but uh but, i think but, we need to but, get these people and and teach them you know and and bring them on board and say hey you need to come to this website you need to join this group because you know you mean well but you're really you, you know we'd like to help you so I just had to throw that in there. If you see people, you know, posting unhealthy things rather than get on them, <laughs> you know, kind of lead them in the right direction and and try to help them. But I, I do agree, you know, it was it was posting to a lot of people reading it and thinking, oh, you know, that's a good idea. But anyway, well, that's my little thing. But, but I was just saying it was true to the point where that would be better than the old chicken fried steak, chicken fried steak and gravy and French fries. 
uh, you know, to some extent, some of the things she put on there weren't that bad. And, you know, if you go in the store and you get bags of frozen vegetables, that's fine, you know, because uh, I think there's minimal processing going on with all that. If you can't get fresh vegetables, you know, the, you know, without all the butter and, you know, the flavorings, because the, the, the things that are flavored really have all that, you know, unhealthy stuff added to it. But uh, I think she was just saying how to get it quick and, you know, cook, cook in here. But anyway, I, I think the point of what I'm making is is to reach out to people when you have a strong conviction about health um, and, you know, you want, you want to teach people and bring them kind of in the fold and say, hey, you know, I appreciate what you're saying, but there's a lot of unhealthy food there. But if you want to learn more, and then give them a link or something like that. And um, if they want to, they will. And if they don't, but at least tell them that, you know, it's unhealthy what you're saying. Yeah, well, I mean, we are seeing it. I mean, health is a big, big issue. And um, we've been talking about that lately, about how we've really seen the rise in the uh, the interest in health. And uh, I wonder sometimes, you know, maybe that's largely due to what we see in the CSA and some of the health regulations that's come on. Um, I mean, regardless, it's good that they're thinking about that, and, you know, overall it will help them later on anyway. Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, the the health is, is more important not only to everyone in the country, but also to the um, DOT, FMCSA, then, you, you know, medical examiners now are, are really, you know, on everything, uh, sleep apnea. That's another thing this year that, you know, they're going to be coming down with some more um, some more rules. So health is, is, is real, and people, people know it, and they're paying attention now. And it, I'm thrilled to death because that's kind of like, my favorite thing to talk about. So, um, you know, but there's always tons of stuff to talk about in trucking. I'm just looking at my list here, what went on in uh, in 2014, and oh my goodness, gee, you forget about everything that went on. Okay, well, you're kind of winding down on me. I can barely hear you. Oh, but... I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> uh... I, sometimes the phone gets away from me. But there are a lot of things. Well, it's open forum. We'll just see where it goes. But health is a big issue, but which we might be talking about here with our guest here, uh, area code 607, New York. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Alan and Donna. This is Tom. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, Tom. How are you doing? Pretty hey, good, Tom. Pretty good. Uh, how did you know I'd be calling in tonight, Donna? Maybe it's because you I took a wild guess. Again. <laughs> I took I a wild guess. I think it was the threat. If you don't call in, I'll come looking for you. Uh, well, no, I I didn't threaten. I just said we're having the show. <laughs> you you see it your way. I'll see it mine. But okay. anyway, uh, the, the the I think really it boils down to this. There was this rather brilliant article two or three weeks ago back on NADA uh, that that somebody wrote about how. How, how how you look at it, we're responsible for not only our own health, but the health of the industry. Not sure who wrote that article, but with everything I'm hearing you and Alan saying tonight, I think everything really boils down under one topic, which is health. Because if mm-hmm. you look at regulations, whether it's hours of service, sleep apnea, whatever, it's because people see that there's a sickness or an illness, either with the drivers physically or there's a perceived one with the industry itself. 
So when you get – and the same too is with Emmett. You know, it, you know, there's a perception that fibers are messy in slots. You know, you see some of this stuff in parking lots. Uh, I'll be honest, I've seen some drivers do it. I've also seen cars pull in and do the same thing where the truck's parked. So it's a double-edged coin. The problem is we're the, we're the big – the big kid on the street, so we're the one that always gets noticed when things go wrong, even if it isn't always our fault. And I think mm-hmm. everything boils down to health one way or another, and it's real simple. If we don't start taking control and being proactive in what we're doing, uh, we're the only ones to blame if things don't get better. It's like if you go to the doctor, the doctor says, I've got a, you know, you've got this disease, but I can cure you. You just have to take these pills. Well, you get the pills, you decide you don't like the side effects, or you just don't want to take them for whatever reason. And you end up mm-hmm. not getting better. You go back six weeks later to Dr. Doc, I'm not getting any better. Why well, are you taking the pills? Well, no. And he just kind of mm-hmm. gives you that look of, well, yeah, you wonder why you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And, and I think that's really what it boils down to in the industry is, if we don't start taking personal responsibility, both as drivers and as an industry. Tom, we lost you. I don't know if you can hear us. Are you there? Hello? No, did we lose him? We might have lost him. All right. Well, he might just be on a, get back on another connection. Oh, yeah, there he goes. All right. Well, he'll call back. Uh, but yeah, you know he's another one, you know, you know, big on health, and I've just really seen the that uh, concern rise among the the drivers, and I've seen it rise among the industry as well. You know, I've seen lists of you know the top ten issues of the industry, and you know, driver health sometimes is at, at number three, sometimes at number five, but it is in there. Oh, absolutely, and uh, like I said, I mean, Tom and I talk a lot. Um, about different things and it's usually about the health issues and we'll share recipes and um you know ideas uh i i myself i'm awed at people who you know are out on the road and they have such a strong desire to eat healthy because i know how difficult from the one trip i took i saw how difficult it is and even if you go in a car somewhere you know you go on a long trip um, it's very hard to eat healthy. You go in a restaurant, you don't know what they're cooking. So uh, it, it, it's it's a serious issue, um, and I'm so glad that people are are taking this uh, seriously and trying to uh, do better for themselves. They're, and it's not just a weight thing. I mean, initially, you know, a lot of people did it, and they called it dieting, Okay. And what dieting pretty much meant was you restrict yourself, um, calories or something. But now it's an, a step further. It's not just the the calories you're putting in your body. It's the kind of food you're putting in your body. So processed foods, uh, you could eat 500 calories of processed foods and 500 calories of uh, fish and vegetables and fruit. And you're probably going to lose more weight if that's your goal, eating the the fruit, the vegetables, and the lean meat, uh, you know, any kind of meat, actually, um, is, is, as long as, you know, it's not processed or anything, like, you know, uh, fresh pork and chicken and things like that. But all I'm saying is that it's um, it's very admirable to see so many people 
wanting to do something in this industry now and sharing their um their their experiences their how they do things there's all kinds of groups i mean they're just popping up every day i see a new group pop up and that's another thing um we've got to get together alan um all these health groups and get them in one spot i know on our trucking social media uh website we try to get these facebook groups together and uh, I think we're going to actually have to ca- have a category for, for health because now there's just too many health groups um, up there to just list them separately. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big issue. we got Tom back. Hey, Tom, you're back on. So anyway, you can finish your thought, and then we'll see. Uh, give us your thoughts on uh, what do you think are the, the, top, uh, major, the top three concerns for drivers and uh, maybe the top three concerns – of the the carriers and the industry, just your thoughts. Um, I, I think health, both for drivers and carriers, if, if it's not number one, it, it, it's great. It, it, it's in the top three without a question, uh, because drivers are getting more and more concerned with the strengthening uh, the strengthening of the standards. You also see the, the companies doing that. They invest all this money in a driver, and then they're getting disqualified because of high blood pressure, diabetes, and other things. And these are things that can be controlled. Uh, I also think that for both, another commonality is the hours of service regulation. You know, a lot of companies, they just want, and I think drivers are the same, they want hours that are fair, but they want a regulation that doesn't keep getting changed every little bit, you know, because of this lawsuit or this group complaining or that, whatever. You know, give us something that's workable and, and safe. And most importantly, just don't go and do it because a number cruncher someplace says it's the right thing to do. Uh, and, and then the last thing I also think of portrays the both too, is once again this driver image. Because, you know, drivers want to get paid for And I think trucking companies to an extent are also getting tired of the driver or of this perception that they hire uneducated people or lazy bums or whatever it is, and they're getting tired of being blamed for all the problems on the road. I mean, the statistics show 80% or more of the accidents are caused by cars, not by trucks. So I think Mm -hmm. when you put all of that together, I'm not sure where the differences are really that far apart. And then the last one I think is a commonality, too, is wages, you know, Companies are always concerned about their bottom line, but drivers want to get paid more. And I think it really all relates. But to finish up something real quick, Donna, you you were saying about some groups coming together and and what we as drivers can do to be more proactive. And, you know, I've got a confession to make. People who know me for any length of time really know that my interest in being active in the industry has only happened in the last year. A lot of it was my improving health and getting introduced to people like Linda Caffey, Bob Perry, and yourself have given me a, a motivation to realize that I need to get involved in the industry, just like I started changing my own health. If I want the industry to improve, I have to get active. And, you know, I, I'm working on my blog, Road Living, as a way to try and get some of that message out. But in a more concrete way, I'm working with another group of drivers this year uh, to work with Randall Riley to put on a health fair geared to drivers at the gas truck show. Uh, it's We had another meeting on it today. There's a whole bunch of activities there. There's going to be various health screenings. And our, our goal is to keep everything free or as close to free as we can. There may be one or two tests 
um, that may have to, we may have to charge a small cost for, but we're trying to get that underwritten so there won't be any cost to any driver who wants these basic health screenings done. Uh, and then the other thing that I'm proud to be working with Team Run Smart on is this year, actually for February, they're doing a new initiative. They're doing a, um, in honor of Cancer Prevention Month, they're going to be doing a whole bunch of things that drivers can do to try to improve their health and hopefully prevent cancer by diet, exercise, uh, getting some of the toxins out of, out of their environment, things of that nature. Uh, but the really exciting thing that I think is every new member that joins Team Run Smart in the month of February, they're going to be dollar, donating a dollar to the Cancer Research Institute. So, you know, this is the case where if you're not a member of Team Run Smart, please don't join today. But on February 1st, mm-hmm. go out there. If you know people who aren't, get everybody you can to, can to enjoy because they really would like to see as many possible join Team Run Smart number one. But what a better way to join an organization and give you some knowledge that's beneficial to you in the industry, know about health and best practices, but you're also going to be able to give somebody else a chance, hopefully, at finding a cure or a treatment or something like that that can help those and the families that are suffering with cancer. Because if you look at some of the Facebook pages, as you know, Donna, there's always that message about that driver saying her family who's been diagnosed with cancer. And this is just a right. simple way you can help a fellow driver out. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, if you're thinking about joining Team Run Smart, I guess then you better hold off till February where you where they donate the I, dollar, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I can't believe I'm telling people don't join today, <laughs> it's February first. But, uh, but, but seriously, it's don't join today. Don't act now. This is a limited time <laughs> offer. Act February first. Operators will yeah, be standing yeah. by. Uh, but but but, but seri- seriously, to the telemarketing, you know, uh, co- commercial aside, the joking aside, this is something that's just really simple we can do, and and get behind and get behind, and you know, regardless of, of your opinion of freight liner or, or team runs market, I know there's some people out there who don't like it. This is seriously a way that we, that the industry can show we care and are trying to be proactive to do something not only about driver health, but the health of the community at large. So, you know, put aside, you know, any feelings you may have and just do the right thing. All you have to do is sign up. It takes at most a minute or two minutes of your time, and it's just a great way to try to to help some other people. And once again, be proactive and, and in a way contribute to that positive image of the industry. Uh, and I'm glad you brought it. I, I was going to bring it up tonight, but I wasn't sure if we were supposed to talk about it until uh, February. But it's a good heads up I, for everybody. I, and, I just um, got the emails telling me I could about four, about three hours ago. So. Oh, okay, okay, awesome. And uh, and I'm glad you I'm glad you did bring it up because um, when I read about it, I thought, well, it's going to be great and. Um, you know, any anything like like what was the last one we did was was a tremendous surge for um I could only remember her last name, Schnazy for the leukemia. Uh, yeah, Christina Christina Schnazy, um with with makeupappenusa.org. Um we're What a tremendous working. Yeah. Yeah, we're I'm actually sorry. trying to get her to mass this year. Uh she's already confirmed for gas. And we're trying to get her to at least one or two other trucking industry events with their group. 
But one, right. once again, that you know, that's something that that you can do. You don't even have to wait till that. If, if you're interested in being on the bone marrow stem cell registry or finding out about it, you can email me at rotestedliving at gmail dot com or email Christina at i can that's i c a n at make it happen usa dot org. But once again, these are simple ways we can be proactive and share a positive light on the industry. And, and uh, it, 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 I, I, I have a couple more seconds to speak on one more thing, and then I promise I'll, I'll, sure, I'll go ahead. my turn at the, at the, at the soapbox. Uh, no, 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 you're fine. Is, fine. As drivers, we're always saying, hey, we don't like it when people look down at us. You know, you know we want to be treated like professionals. And yet, you go into the average truck stop. You see guys wearing the rip, you know, the rip shirts with the, you know, the sleeves that aren't even, you know, done like that at the factory. They've ripped them off themselves and are kind of torn. You see people wearing T-shirts, and there's some really fun T-shirts out there. That, but if you stop and look at it, they're more suitable for a biker gang than for a professional mm-hmm, image mm-hmm. Of, a, of a truck driver. You know, it's uh, right, you know. Right. Uh, language I really can't say on the radio. And I have to admit, some of them might make me laugh, some of them make me smile, some of them make me shake my head. But the thing is, then we wonder why when we're walking through truck stops, you know, parents are like, oh, stay away from the dirty truck driver. Uh, It's that image of of out there. And I don't think we always realize or stop to think that how we wear, whether it's fair or not, we're judged on. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing to wear them if you're around the house or at areas that's pretty much just truck drivers to understand the messages. But when you wear some of that stuff out of the general public, they're going to look at you and they're going to look at it, you know, uh, I was having a conversation with somebody recently says, you know, and who's basically said, when people start using swear words, particularly a lot in this, in this sentence, my estimation of their vocabulary and their intelligence goes down. Because right. If you have a if you have good intelligence or you're a professional person, you should not need to use a swear word to articulate your thoughts. And when you see shirts like that, whether it's fair or not, it goes down. And you know, I, I'm not telling people not to buy them. I'm not even telling you not to wear them. What I'm saying is, if you're going out in public wearing those, and you're wondering why you're getting treated a certain way, I think the first thing I do is look in a mirror and see how you're dressed. You know, you know, are you wearing a neat shirt? Are your pants stained? Do you have sauerkraut and mustard, you know, hanging off either your beard or your shirt? If so, mm-hmm. maybe you want to go and clean up a little little bit. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of drivers out there who do a good job of that. You know, there's companies out there like Over the Road Apparel, um, there, and, and among others, you know, Dickies, Work Shirts, et cetera. But all of them make clothing that can hold up pretty well the life on the truck and look professional and it's comfortable to wear. And if you really want some of those fun slogans, fine, get them, but just try to find, ask yourself this question. If I wear this shirt in my grandmother's house or my great-grandmother's house and she sees me wearing a shirt like that, is she going to come after me with a bar of soap and a butcher knife to cut that word off my shirt? And, you know, if the answer is yes, then you have to ask yourself, do I want to wear that where little kids so, you know, I mean, I I, I want to go a, uh, a step further on that, okay? And I'm always wondering, I'm always asking the question, why? So, you know, how do you, what is the solution for that, Tom? I mean, how do you make people, you know, ch- change? I mean, is it the carrier that has to have a dress code? Um, 
you know, what what is your idea of a solution for well, that? The, the, the first thing is you can have, have the carrier have a dress code, but once the driver gets off the yard, unless you mm-hmm. have a system of reporting, you know, you know tattletales or narcs, if you will, you have mm-hmm. no real way of knowing what the driver is wearing unless you're going to make him take a selfie every couple of hours to prove that he's wearing the, you know, the company uniform. You know, there, there's not really a good way to do it. But well, what about when you're at the shipper? What about uh, when you're thing. at the ship or receiver and the company says, okay, our guys all have a dress code and, you know, but I mean. That gets right down to what I said, the tattletale approach. Okay. Uh, and okay. I think it's much better to incentivize it. You know, you know, companies provide the nice apparel, but, you know, they also maybe do it a little bit differently where they contact the shippers or receivers and get the word out even to the public is, hey, if you see our drivers looking good and let us know, there's maybe an incentive to the driver for it. But I think ultimately what it comes down to is getting the message out. And Henry Albert is one that I know that really works hard on this. You know, he has found in his operation by dressing more professionally the way he does, it has increased his bottom line. And that's really what it comes mm-hmm. down to is, is I don't I think it's peer pressure and showing that, hey, when, when I used to dress this way, I made this. When I dress this way, you know, I'm doing a little bit better now. It, it, you know, there's all kinds of research that's been done, both in trucking and other industries, that basically shows if you dress for the job that you wish you had or want to have rather than the job that you currently have, you tend to make more money. I mean, if, if you're mm-hmm. a truck driver and you want to get paid like one of the executives in your company you're not going to get that if, you're, if you walk around dressed like one of the grease monkeys that rolls around the bottom of the oil pit. Um, so, I mean, that, I think really the only way you can do it, and it's the best way to do it, is just drivers going out and telling others. You know, it's like that, 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 like, so that woman who wrote that article. It wasn't a horrible article. And even some of the stuff that she wrote in there for ways to eat, it wasn't necessarily bad in moderation. I think what upset a lot of people, myself included, and she says it's expensive to get set up, and you have to have all this fancy equipment and, and ex- expensive equipment to get started, which is not the case. And I think that's what bothered a lot of us was there's a perception that there's a cost a lot of this stuff, and there really isn't. I mean, you go out and you buy a shirt for $15, $20 with a T-shirt slogan on it, okay? You can go out and buy mm-hmm. a nice work shirt, whether it's secondhand or brand new, for the same price range, you can buy an even a little higher-end shirt, like an over-the-road apparel shirt. That's, yes, it's a little more expensive, but they wear a lot longer. And so you go out and you invest a little bit of money, then you invest in yourself. And I've even seen, this last summer, I did an experiment. I went out a few times wearing just normal jeans, like I would, you would wear most days, but they might have some stains on them from when I was working under the truck or whatever. And a decent shirt, you know, a T-shirt or just a, you know, maybe a work shirt that had a bit of a small rip in the, in the tail or someplace on it. And then a few days later, I was at the same truck stop, but that day I was, you know, make sure my hair was combed, really nice hat, really nice company shirt with a logo monogrammed on it, black pants, mm-hmm. you know, I won't say dressed nice, but looking really nice. And when I was in there the first day, I was treated okay. The second day, almost everybody said hello to me. I actually had strangers coming up asking me about trucking, and it really surprised me just a couple days difference and just a little bit difference in clothes, the difference in how I was treated. And, and I wow. think, you know, I'm going to challenge every driver, try that for a week. 
and I'm not going to see doctor the same results that I do, but just try it for a week, try dressing a little better than you do, and see how you're treated. Right, right. Scenario, email me and tell me I'm wrong. Best case scenario, you email me and tell me, hey, hey, you know, I noticed people smiled a little bit more or were a little friendlier to me. And best case scenario, you made a little bit more money. Sure. Right. And and, and actually, you know, <clears throat> sometimes just doing it for a few days and having that kind of feedback because, you know, we're, we're everyone likes positive reinforcement and to have a few compliments like that, all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, that's great. You know, I think I'm going to do this. I think everything is habit in life, you know. I mean, you get used to just, you know, dressing like not caring. And really that's what it amounts to is just not caring. You're, you're just so focused on, okay, get the load, go down the road, and, and you know, that's it, that you don't care. But then when you realize that you're being treated differently, now all of a sudden it's like a little bit of an awakening, like, wow, this feels really good. And I think that's the whole key thing, feeling good about yourself. I mean, we all want to feel good, and, and when you don't care anymore, you don't. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it's a good idea. You don't realize it, but you just said something there that is absolutely sheer genius. If you look at this, this whole do not, do not care thing, it's a vicious mm-hmm. cycle because we right. as drivers a lot of times feel disrespected and mistreated, whether it's by shippers and receivers, uh, the companies we work for, the general public, uh, law enforcement, government at large. You know, we feel we constantly get the short end of the stick. So if you look at it, what do we do? Well, we stop caring. And because we stop caring, we now maybe start maybe eating more than we should, which causes us to gain weight. We stop maybe taking care about our appearance. We maybe don't keep our trucks clean the way we should, which, again, reinforces this perception. And we've now unlocked this vicious cycle. And, you know, I I can't change your opinion about me. I can't change Alan's opinion about me. I can't change John Q. Q. Public's opinion about me. But what can I change? I can change how I look at myself and perceive myself. So if I perceive myself to have worth and value and act and dress in that manner, Hopefully, somebody's going to notice that, and that's going to change their perception. And they're going to tell somebody else who's going to say, hey, you know what? He isn't that typical uneducated bum truck driver. And it's just going to create this loop of hopefully positive. But the thing is, it takes one person to stand up and say, I'm going to do my part to break this loop. I'm going to break my part to do this, you know, to break this trend. You know, if it's your health, get out and walk, drink more water. Uh, Drink one less soda a day. Just do something to break your pattern, to break your habit. You know, if it's in the industry, you know, maybe start getting involved in groups on Facebook and writing polite letters to Congress about issues you're concerned about. There's so many things you can do, but it takes you to take that one step. You know, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to be extremely active, but just do something and do it consistently. Well, that's just it. Once you take a step, in a direction in one area, it it spreads. It's like, it's kind of like, you know, if, I, if I'm, you know, kind of in a rut, you know, and I'm just, you know, doing the same old thing, all it does is to take maybe, you know, 15 minutes on the stair stepper. Before you know it, I'm cleaning out the refrigerator and 
um, then I'm, you know, r- doing some writing and and becoming all creative. And it's it's like a, um, I don't know what you would call it, and I don't know w- why that is, but you just get in a, a a forward motion of progression when you do something. Um, I, I heard someone told me once, you know, when you're depressed, just make a cake. And I think the idea behind that was do something nice, you know, make a cake for somebody, bring it, bring it to their house. And, and it's just a progression. So this is the same thing. You know, you, you start taking care of your image, your health. Before you know it, you're writing the FMCSA and commenting on their posts with the, on their, um, on their rules and, uh, proposed rules, you know, it's it's like a whole cycle. So I guess we're just we're just kind of like being a cheerleading squad tonight. Come on, we can do it. <laughs> and, and that's really what it is. Is is you know, and some drivers might say that me or some others. Oh, you're just doing this for the publicity or what you get out of it. Uh, trust me. If, if I look at the money I've spent last year to do some of the the projects that I'm working on. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not doing this for the money, people. Trust me. You know, I'm not doing this for the self-attention. Uh, I'm doing this because I think we can make a change in the industry. And if I don't stand up and say, "Hey, I'm going to do my part," no right. one will do it. You know, it, it's like that old saying uh, back from World War II: uh, when they came for the polls, no, no one stood up for the polls. When they came for the checks. No one stood for the checks and said anything. When they came for the Jews, no one said anything. And when they finally came for me, there was no one left to say a word. Oh, I know. Isn't that, that's a very, very um, chilling, I've read that. That's chilling. And And that's that's apathy, you know. I will also say I did not quote it correctly, so before I get hate mail. Right. No, I knew what you were talking Uh, about. Uh Uh-huh. But the the point is, is if we don't stand up and start saying something, who's going to? You know, OIDA does speak forward on some of the issues, but you may not agree with OIDA's opinion or some of these other groups' opinions. You know, Mm -hmm. the thing is, if we as drivers, uh, not too long ago, someone on Facebook was saying we have these various driver groups out there, but they don't seem to be representing us. So maybe it's time that we start representing ourselves, which is why I wrote that article on Health for Nada about it's not just our personal health, it's the industry health, and we can't wait for somebody else to do it for us. We have to do it ourselves because if we wait for somebody, it's never going to improve. Well, before I I let you um, go, I don't know how busy you are, I just wanted to ask you because I know 2015 um, is going to be a big – big year for you at um uh, on your website which is roadtestedliving.com but what what are your goals this year um you know for for road tested living i know you've got some pretty um pretty great articles on there and i know you're really into these recipes but i mean is is anything secret or can you can you share a little bit I, 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 at this point i i can i can start sharing some stuff uh, okay. First of all, is my personal goal is my, and I don't know if I can do it this year, but I'm going to get as close as I can. I want to lose 50 more pounds, and part of that okay. is going to be, comp, you know, chronicled on road tested living. Uh, the the next big project that uh, I can start talking about some. I don't have the publication date yet. I know the goal is to have it ready for mass. Uh, 
uh, as, we, as, we, as Linda Cathy and myself and some others have worked together uh, with, with uh, Beth, and I'm not going to say her last name because I get it wrong every time, from Team Run Smart, uh, one of, or actually from ATVS. She's one of the marketing managers there. We've put together a cookbook for drivers, which will be going out, like I said, hopefully in the next couple of months that will be free for drivers. And it's going to just have basic ways to get started, some healthy recipes, and everything in there is stuff that can be made, and many of them have been made and tested on the truck, and we and our recipes that we know works. Uh, that's a big project that's taken a lot of my time the last few months, as you know, Donna. Uh, but, but a lot of it is is working with groups like you and Nada, uh, Team Run Smart, to try to get the word out that it doesn't have to be hard or expensive to get healthy on the truck. It doesn't have to require a lot of fancy equipment. You know, you don't have to have a pit system. You don't have to have a ninja grill. You don't have to have all this fancy stuff. You can do it with, you know, you can cook with a basic crock pot or a 12-volt uh, lunchbox stove. Uh, you, you know, you don't have to have, you know, a fancy gym. You can just do it with using your truck and a couple of gallon jugs of water. There, there's ways out there you can do it, and it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be hard. And those are like the basic messages that I'm getting out there, but also working with groups like uh, uh, Randall Riley with GATS try to set up events for drivers, and I'm working very hard to get some contributors to help me get the word out uh, to uh, that you just you can get healthy. And for the young lady who just texted me asking how you get on with Alan, press one. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, that's why I lost my train of thought for a second because I, as soon as I started talking about a couple of things, I, I knew that was one of my consciousness listening, saying you either forgot something or saying too much about something. Um, but yeah. Does she, yeah is yeah, she on the one. is she on the queue at least? Um, did she call um, in the, the number? Yeah, I've got her right here. Me, oh, yeah, go. Alan says he okay. sees her on the switchboard. Uh, three, yeah, one, I think four, I, 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 Huh? Yeah. But if you want to go ahead and bring her on, because I have a feeling she has, that's her polite way of saying I've talked too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had just told her to push number two, so I just completely told her the wrong information because I've never called myself. <laughs> but uh, if you press one to get it, press one. Oh, to get there you go. Okay. All, all right. I think uh, Henry's there. Henry, go ahead. Welcome to the show, man. Hello, Alan. <laughs> hey. There's all those issues you talked about. Hello. Uh, all those issues you talked about are important, as Tom brought up on the image, which is something I've worked on for a while. The nice thing about that is it's it's easy to do, and you don't have to go all out to do it, and it starts with each one of us. Since I started doing what I do, which goes farther than most ought to probably or most are willing to go, but that I wear a tie every day to work, one of the things that I like about that, when I stop at a convenience store that has a couple diesel pumps behind it or whatever, usually I cannot get all the way in and out of the truck without someone who drives a car coming up and asking me, you're a truck driver and this and that, and well, it gives you a chance to talk to them and shine a better light on our industry. A lot of times it leads to them getting up in the truck and showing them that they're, you know, what blind spots we have and everything else around 
um, driving around a truck. So it's it's been huge. Uh, with the shippers and receivers, every time we go, we're really representing the shipper of what they thought of their customer by who who and how they showed up to deliver. And, you know, you show up in a pair of cutoff sweatpants and flip-flops and a ripped-up T-shirt, what, what kind of representation of yourself, the carrier, or the shipper is that at that point? Oh, that's absolute. I mean, that, that, but how do, that was what I brought up, Henry. How do you make people care? How do you get them out of that, their head of, I don't care? What, what is that that you have to do to, to move this? Well, for, for myself, it was I was at a museum in Cherryville, North Carolina, with a business friend of mine. And there was a timeline of different stuff that had gone on in the trucking industry. And they got to the 1940s. And in the 1940s, it showed that the average truck driver's wage, over-the-road truck driver's wage at that point, was only $2,000 behind the average doctor or lawyer of that time period. Now, mind you, $2,000 back then would buy you a car. But the spread Mm -hmm. is still bigger than that today. And I had pretty decent uniforms and... Anyway, they had a mannequin that had the uniform on at the time. They had a hard bell cap, Eisenhower jacket, a tie, nice slacks, nice shoes. They looked more like an airline pilot than they would have a truck driver. And uh, right. he challenged me. He says, you got decent-looking uniforms with your company name embroidered on them and your name on them and all that. He says, why don't you stick a tie on it? And I said to him, well, I'm a flat better. I said, you know, I'm dealing with tarps and this and that. He says, so what? Put it on and take it off when you go out to do your tarps. He says, you know, at least make your initial presentation that way. And I said, mm-hmm. man, I am going to be the laughing stock of all the flatbedders out there. But I ended up taking the challenge and doing it, and it was really the best thing that I ever did. Uh, the ROI on that was just incredible. I, you know, what it ended up wow. doing for me wage-wise was unbelievable. Um you know, That's what the, Tom was saying. That, he like he I said say, when it was a public. You know, every tr- car that drives by us, every person that sees us getting in and out of the truck, everywhere we are, we're representative of what trucking is. Mm-hmm. And and that's what it really comes down to is we all got to look at ourselves and how am I representing this industry? Uh, the other one that I always think about is, you know. People say, well, I don't have to impress anybody. Well, that may be true, but whoever's writing out the checks, it's a pretty good idea to impress them. <laughs> You're right, Henry. You're right. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's, it's, it, once you do a little bit, it, it's like, you know, it just spreads into all other areas of your, your life. Once you care about yourself, and then all of a sudden, you know, your your work, your yeah, the things that are important in your in your work, you know, other than how you look, you know, you care more about the the freight or you know whatever it is going on. You just care more in general, and and that's what I find. The the more you do, the more you're going to want to do, and that's just I think human nature. So once you get out of the rut, I think it's you know you're going to be out and just man, just going to be moving forward. Well, I speak I speak for myself well, well, on that on very much a lot of different issues. What well, was a pretty cool story another friend of mine that he started 
doing the exact same thing and went as far as to do the wear a tie every day. And he said, you know, I found myself walking a little bit taller when I walked into the travel center. He said, uh, you know, he started noticing that people greeted him different, that his service ended up being different. And he said one day after he'd been doing it a few weeks and he got pretty used to it pretty quick and, and liked how he was being treated differently. And he had to fix a mud flap on the back of his trailer. So he put his old ratty clothes on to go out and do that. And he said, I could not wait to get back out of those clothes and get dressed back up again. And he says, I just didn't feel right anymore. So it's amazing what a transformation it makes. Well, I'm going to give you a little example. Sometimes I'll run, I have to run to town, you know, and, you know, I'll just throw something on, no makeup or something. I get what I do, what I have to do, and I know I'm just going to run back. And it's like you're not walking tall because the reason is you don't want anybody to see you, you know. You you don't feel good about yourself, so you kind of like maybe slouch a little. And then, you know, the next time, you know, you, you put your makeup on and, and you know, you, you just feel a lot better. And then all of a sudden you do stand up taller and uh, you're almost waiting to, to meet people. So, I mean, that's a, a little example I can give, a, a, you know, to, to compare to what you just said. But absolutely, you know, people get, get in the rut of not wanting to be noticed because and so they start to slouch and put their head down and not look up and yeah right I mean isn't it the same thing? Well, I I don't know what it's like to put the makeup part on Donna, but <laughs> um, the other thing people people say about with all that is you know you shouldn't judge a person by how they look or this or that when they walk up and and I agree with that but you know your natural defense mechanism. If you have somebody walking up to you that looks like they're a gang member and a thug, they might be an evangelist coming up to preach to you the word, but you're going to prepare right. yourself for what looks like walking at you, and you may just try to avoid them. Right, right, right. You, you know, so, I hear you. Uh, it may be wrong to judge people by how they look. You know what? To a certain degree, we're all going to do that. I mean, I got a guy walking towards me with a gun. I'm going to treat it like he got a gun. <laughs> right. Well, well, Henry. Hey, how do you see? What do you see as um, the the? Oh, let's just say the top three major concerns of drivers now, and uh, maybe how those three, how those uh, topics compare to maybe the top three list for the industry. I'd say image seems to be getting big everywhere. Uh, the the other one, I don't know that I'd put them in a necessary order. I'd say hours of service is a pretty big adjustment, not so much for any changes in the hours of service, but that the fact it's actually coming down to where people really got to abide by the hours of service makes a dramatic change to the industry. Um, the other one, it's infrastructure. we got to pay for it. It's gotten way beyond repair. We're way behind on it. The highway taxes have only a few years ever matched what highway spending is used. Uh, I think it's 1980 died. It's the last time the fuel tax went up. You know, if we don't end up getting the fuel taxes up and adjusted to where they need to be to take care of these roads, we're going to end up either with uh, VMTs, which is vehicle mileage tax, which might as well be a toll, or we're going to end up with toll roads. And I don't think we want either one of those. So, I'd, say I'd like to ask a, very important. 
I'd like to ask you a question about that. If they raise the taxes, okay, the fuel tax, and um, who who is making sure that that money goes to infrastructure? You know, I, do you wonder sometimes what's done with that money? Yes, I do, but here here's the deal. Uh, the, the fuel tax started, federal fuel tax, in 1939. It was a penny a gallon, and the average price of fuel was $0.10 cents a gallon. So that's 10 per- 10% of the price of fuel. Uh, I'm sure that in 1939 there was some corruption, too. I agree. Every day we've got to wipe out every bit of the corruption that we can. But also at the same time, the actual rate has not kept up with inflation. The same cent per gallon rate is still in there from 1989. Things cost a little more than they did in 1989. There was corruption mm-hmm. in 89, there was corruption in 1939, and there'll be corruption in 2015. Okay, so um, so you're, I mean, I think, you know, even though I hate increases in, in anything, any kind of tax, but really, um, when we were talking about it here, I, I, what, o- what other way can you do it? I mean, is there any other way to do it? Besides raising the fuel tax? No. And, and you know what's really funny on this particular subject is all of the industry is pretty well behind this. OOIDA supports raising the fuel tax. ATA, TCA, everybody's behind it because, for one, it's the easiest one for us to recover our costs. Uh, It's pretty hard to get your toll money back out of a shipper, but Mm -hmm. fuel tax... It's going to raise the price of fuel. Fuel surcharges are already there. So it's pretty much the easiest one to recover. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, like I say, there's always been corruption. I want rid of the corruption, and we should have one eye on that. But at the same time, the actual cent per gallon hasn't changed in a lot of years. Right, What's right. Well, it should be on its way. What I heard was... What I heard was the Republicans are are, are dead against it, and um, I don't know what the argument is, but um, that's what I heard. I well, mean. that's pretty easy to know why they're against it from everything I've done is I've lobbied on this subject. And, it, and it's very simple. When George Bush said, read my lips, no, no more taxes, and he ended up having to go up on the taxes, and mm-hmm. he lost the election. That's why none of them have the stomach to raise it, even though the whole industry's united on it. I mean, how often do you have all three of those groups united? Right, right. Um, I mean, it, it's it's really pretty serious. I know Alan brought it up in the beginning of the show about the infrastructure, but I mean, it's, it's always up there. It's um, the infrastructure is. And everything that I find, see, and research, the infrastructure is always in the top three concerns. And uh, you know, for for the industry, you know, not so much for the drivers, but for the for the industry itself. And and it's interesting to note that just listening to you know you guys, you know, say what your issues were. I mean, they all pretty much fall in line. I mean, y'all have image. I haven't really seen image a big concern for the carriers. I've seen it on a few lists, but it's usually not there. But HOS and regulations and uh, the infrastructure, especially HOS and the regulations, are always always there on the mind and everything. So it's kind of interesting to see uh, really 
in a lot of ways, as far as the top three, maybe top five concerns, drivers and industries are kind of seeing, trying to kind of seeing the same thing. I don't see so much with wages for the industry, but driver retention is a is a big thing too. But the number one thing that I see for the industry across the board there is they're always talking about this truck driver shortage, you know. So, um, but overall, pretty the list the list is fairly close. Alan, you bring up hours of service, and hours of service really reminds me of the Boston Tea Party. And what a lot of Mm -hmm. people don't realize about the Boston Tea Party was they had actually lowered the tax on tea, but the difference was they were collecting it. Before, there was a bigger tax, but they were not collecting it. That's what the whole uproar got about when they actually had to pay it. So... Hours of service really hasn't changed that dramatically one way or the other. Not dramatic. It's not like you're down to eight hours or you're up to 16 or whatever it may be. Right. It's more that it's being enforced that you have to do it is the big change. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Well, they got away with it. The, what do they call them? The, um, what, are the, what are the drivers? I forgot the terminology that... Outlaws or cowboys or whatever it is, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, they're not getting away with that. There's a reason lot books got referred to as there's a reason lot books got referred to as comic books. Why? Because they were a joke. They were written as a. Hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and I mean that's that, or just another reason why they're also called spindle sheets. Well, I want to I want to yep. bring up a a topic and and I hope you guys don't have to go because um I don't know if both of you nominated him or um you know tomorrow is the last day people can uh nominate for the um entry level driver training advisory committee because there's there's a proposed rule now that we're going to have a um new training standards and for the the committee that's to get together, I mean, for for years, you know, we've listened to everybody say, well, they they need to put drivers on there. They, well, I don't know. I I went over there the other day, Alan, on the FMCS uh, FMCSA website. I didn't see very many comments on this. Did, had, well, did you did you go over today? I don't know how many are there. Like twelve, fifteen comments. I can't uh, remember. Yeah, if it's that much. I mean, and that goes back to kind of what you and Tom were talking about earlier about drivers getting to the point where they have stopped caring, and uh, you know they they you know we complain about the regulations we're over regulated too many regulations but if you stop caring and if you don't put in those comments if you don't get involved with the fmcsa and and let them know what you think and share your thoughts and you can't really complain about the over regulation in the country so it really kind of goes back to what you and tom was saying about the stop caring part i mean that plays a big issue in that don well i i know but you, you know you'll see them complain a lot on the social media like facebook and it's like hey you know tomorrow is the last day now i know um henry you're part of the trucking solutions group and team run smart right right okay right. and tom tom the same thing are you you're both groups uh, I'm one of the coaches, which is not the same thing that that, that Henry does for Team Run Smart. 
Okay. Well, I'm I'm just trying to say now. I know you guys. Um, you nominated Jeff Clark for this over um, for the entry level committee. Um, is, is that right? I mean, because so far I'm just trying to figure out how many drivers. Because my point I'm getting at is everybody says we need to have more driver representation on these committees, and that's true. Okay, when you're going to make a rule, you have to have it in reality, real life, you know, um, what repercussions are, and, and and that's just the way it is. So I know we nominated Rich Wilson because um, he's the um, advisor, council advisor over at the North American Trucking Alerts. But the truth is, you know, either one of them on there would be awesome hopefully both um but but why don't why don't the all the drivers on social media and there's a bunch of them right why don't they just get off of facebook uh, and twitter for a while and go over there and comment instead of having 15 comments and and three drivers why can't there be it should be thousands you know right in other right, words, right right as long as they feel you know because how many times have have has all of you guys, you know, red. They're just a bunch of suits. They don't know, you know. I should be doing well, this, right? What, what, right? Uh, Donna, adding to what you say, the driver representation, I'd say up to a point. I certainly wouldn't want it to be dominant. The one thing I always go back that I learned a lot running my business from was uh-huh. when I used to race stock cars and dealing with the rules every year. And the mm-hmm. very worst tracks to race at, were the ones that listen to the drivers all the time. Mm-hmm. The reason being but their they're, input, they're many times their own worst enemy. But there yeah, needs but, to be some kind of input. Yeah, it can't be dominant. Absolutely. It's got to be across the board. No, absolutely. A voice. Okay. Well, tomorrow's the last day, uh, January 9th. So um, I know we get a lot of archived listens, and I'm going to – push this out on social media this this show so if you want to nominate somebody and you can nominate the same ones that we just mentioned um, you know there's no limit to how many nominations one person can have but hold on let me get this it's um, nominations can be mailed to ldac at dot.gov and I'll spell that first word e l d is in David T is in Tom a is an apple, C is in cat, LDAC at dot.gov. And there's a um there's also on Ask the Trucker, there's a, a an article that has it all written on there and you know, we'll try to post it too. Tomorrow's the last day, so if you have an opinion or an idea or a nomination you need to get it in. Plus you can go over to regulations.gov and it's uh docket number FMCSA. Two zero zero seven two seven seven four eight. Um, okay, and I'm, I'm looking at some other numbers here. I just want to make sure I give the right numbers out. Yeah, that was the right number. But okay. anyway, that's that's just my two cents because you know I was thinking there was going to be a huge amount of comments, and I went there the other day, and I was like, oh my god. There's nothing near what I thought was going to be up there. No, I just won't. This won't do it. But, but on the CR England one, boy, did they? Were they were sure vocal on that one? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but, but hey, Henry, our time's kind of winding down here. But we asked, we asked Tom, you know, 
his goals for 2015. What about you, Henry? What's your goals for this year? Uh, I'm always working on the same thing. With what I do at Team Run Smart, it's always pursuing more fuel mileage and trying to get where I've done 10 miles a gallon for a month now, never for a quarter. The closest I got is 995, so that's my one goal to push the limits on that. And the other one's just always continuing the image deal. Continuing okay, so to be image better and fuel yesterday. And, and what about health? You're you're a pretty lean guy, so you must eat healthy. Yeah, I'm all right. I can, I, can, I can probably do better on that than I do, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, appreciate it, guys. Be safe out there, and uh, time's winding down. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back and uh, wrap up this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. Be right back. You're listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. Heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas, but they never work for trucking companies. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website truckerlawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash truckerlawyers and follow them on Twitter as at truckerlawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. And when you call truckerlawyers.com, be sure to mention that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know, there's only one. Truth About Trucking Live. Now, back to the show. All right, Donna, time's kind of winding down. Do you have anything for us as we wind it all down? Yeah, I sure do. Uh, I just want to mention that um, Hope Rivenberg, uh, the crusader of Jason's Law, um, was a guest speaker uh, yesterday at the Illinois Truck Enforcement Association. Um, that's over in uh, Glen Ellen, Illinois. Um, that was January 7th. Uh, the conference was held at the College of DuPage Suburban Law Enforcement Academy uh, in the Homeland Education Center, and Hope addressed the attending representatives uh, of law enforcement, motor carriers, and the provi- uh, professional driver community. Uh, the theme for the event uh, this year 
involved around the expression to protect the industry and was open to law enforcement and the trucking industry. And uh, a little quote uh, on, um, let's see, I think it was the Jason's Law Facebook page, Hope wrote, as I posted before, I went to uh, a conference for the ITEA organization to talk about Jason and Jason's Law today in Chicago, and it was a very personal speech. And uh, it meant a lot. I met a lot of really nice, very kind people. I got to personally talk to a few from law enforcement that seemed to really want to help you drivers have a safe place to park. Building bridges and getting everyone involved to help with truck parking is my ultimate goal. So I I just want to say, you know, thank you, Hope. This is five years. Her husband, uh, Jason, was murdered five years ago in 2009, and uh, she's still at it to make sure that uh, the the goal of Jason's Law, which is in Map 21, uh, is seen through. So uh, I'll tell you what, what, a, what an inspiration uh, to, to so many people out there. So thanks, Hope, and uh, I get to talk to you soon. I talked to her a little bit on uh, Facebook private message, but um, it's just wonderful to see her. And she's continuing. She's continuing to, to go and give speeches on truck parking. So if if anybody really wants to um be a part of that you can um you can you can contact her if you're interested in truck parking it's hope.rivenberg at gmail.com and I know she'll be thrilled to death. Um I want to announce the winners of the Cobra Prize giveaway uh for the members that uh signed up on North American Trucking Alerts during the month of December and uh they are Edna Rogers and Josh Smith, Edna won the CDR 840 Drive HD uh, dash cam, and Josh Smith uh, won the 29LX BTCB radio. And it's funny because uh, Josh called yesterday, and he was so excited. I hope he's listening tonight, but he was really excited that he won. And, you know, you hear people say, you know, I never win anything. Well, that's what he said. It was kind of funny. So congratulations to uh, both Edna and uh, Josh. Um, I want to also welcome uh, new contributors on the North American Trucking Alerts uh, website. And for all of you who who don't know, it's a, a unity to bring accountability, awareness, and action to the industry um, take a, a, a look over there. There's a couple of really good videos that'll tell you, you know, what not is all about. And uh, anyway, our new contributing authors are. I just got an email from Rick Ash today. Uh, so Rick Ash of the Trucking Solutions Group, Wendy Parker of the George and Wendy Show, and as you may know, Wendy also um, writes for Overdrive Magazine, and Councilwoman Annabelle Rodriguez. Uh, of Texas, who, by the way, is a strong supporter of professional drivers, uh, including Jason's Law and the need for more safe truck parking. So she's out there. Um, she's a big crusader, in, in, uh, crusader herself uh, within the government, speaking you know, to everyone that she come, becomes involved 
with within the government sharing this truck parking thing and truck driver fatigue and the inability and going over HOS and, you know, the whole nine yards, how everything's connected. So we want to thank um, Annabelle for uh, her surge for um, drivers in general and for more safe truck parking. Uh, Like we mentioned before, you do have one more day to two things, make a comment on the FMCSA website about your opinion of of entry-level driver training, uh, the the standards. Um, Everybody has uh, opinions on social media about what they think driver training should include. Well, here's your chance to go over to the FMCSA website, um, regulations.gov, and um, I think that's it. Yes, regulations, regulations, gov. Uh, hold on, let me get over here. I don't want to send anybody to the wrong site. I say it all day, and then I forget how to how to do it. Hold on, I'm just clicking the link, making sure it's going there. Yep, regulations.gov, and then you can type in the um, the FMCSA. Dash two zero zero seven dash two seven seven four eight um, to get to the docket number. And anyway, you can go on Ask the Trucker and and find all this information out. But you have until tomorrow. And the summary of this is the FMC and FMCSA announces its intent to establish a negotiated rulemaking committee. And it's for entry-level driver training. And everybody wants better driver training. So get over there and put your comment down. Um, Also, now, if you want to nominate somebody on the committee, then you can also do that, too. Let me just get to my page. Um, Okay, to submit your comments and public uh, nominations, you can connect directly to regulations.gov, but to send the official nomination for the entry-level committee, you want to email it to ldac at dot.gov. And again, that's E-L-D as in David, T as in Tom, A as in Apple, C as in Cat. It's ldac at dot.gov. So um, if you have somebody you want to nominate, just send your letter there. Um I'm looking down. I think I've covered it all tonight. Uh, well, I guess we got through New Year's and Christmas, and I'm looking forward. You know what? The quick, Alan. I want to see what's the next big holiday. Um, that would be Valentine's Day. There you go. So another month we have. <laughs> just threw that out at me here. I, had, I know. I had to think, boy. I had to think there for a second. <laughs> But anyway, it's 2.15. It's going to be a great year, and it's going to be great because we're all going to be in forward motion and uh, want to see things happen. So I thank everybody for coming on tonight. Um, enjoyed, enjoyed, Henry, Tom, thanks for calling in. And I think my announcements, I'm looking through. Uh, I think I'm done. Wrapped it up. <laughs> Wrapped it up. That will do it then for this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. Thanks to all who uh, joined us this evening and listening on the line there in the chat room. Be sure to uh, bookmark us and add us to your favorites. We do appreciate it. So until next time, on behalf of Donna Smith, AskTheTrucker.com, TruckingSocialMedia.com, NorthAmericanTruckingAlerts.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Truth About Trucking Live, we'll leave you with fellow trucker Tony Justice, 
of TonyJusticeMusic.com with Trick My Truck. Drive safe, and thanks for listening.